0: Welcome to Get Big Out Loud Radio, where we explore living the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutsen, and Dr. Pat on transformationtalkradio.com. Are your thoughts keeping you small? Are you ready to get big? I will offer you ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. Explore what is keeping you small and how to shift your behaviors in order to get big. Learn what is possible for you. Get ready to get big and live life out loud starting now. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Get Big Out Loud with me, Carrie Knutson, and my good friend, Dr. Pat, who's looking all sassy today with her gelled hair. Uh, Today, (laughs) we are excited to be together to show off our various hairstyles and to talk about this idea of all or nothing thinking. It's going to be a great show around deep thoughts, around all or nothing thinking. That's what I got for you, Dr. Pat.
1: I love it. I love it. Because I want to hear what that means to you. Um, It is so interesting. Do you remember in management, Okay, uh, and you did a great job. I love that. I love that you open that, like that. But get big out loud. Can we start there? Mm -hmm. Because get big out loud, all or nothing. Get big out loud, Okay. So, you know, that little management chart that they draw and there's like boxes on it and then you draw a line and the line goes from the bottom quarter diagonal. Everybody thought the top diagonal was compromise. So it's that one where you're making decisions, how you make it. Compromise is actually in the middle. The one over here that we're supposed to get to is the win-win. Now, do you get to win-win with all or nothing thinking? I don't know. Tell me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I wanted to talk about it today because I feel like most of us in real life know we don't get anywhere with all or nothing thinking, but we hold it out as like the end goal is the goal. And if we don't meet the goal, then it's nothing. And then we we really don't stop, myself included. I have to remind myself to stop and be like, whoa. Just because you're not at the end, it doesn't mean you're not making some success, or just because you haven't done it all the way, doesn't mean that you're not doing it, or also just because you're not. um, When someone does it better, you're judging yourself and you get into that mindset that you think, Well, now should I even try it all? Like all those things I was thinking about this month when I was writing this, because I'm like, I fall prey to that, even though I'm in real life, just like everyone else, making some progress here, taking a detour there. But if I look back, I think, Wow, I'm a lot farther than when I started. And so that's why I want to talk about it, because a lot of times I don't think we can get to win-win with all or nothing, and I don't think we can even start some things with all or nothing thinking, because if it can't be perfect, well, I might not even start. So that's why I thought this was a rich topic to talk about, because it brings up perfectionism. It brings up why we don't start things. It brings up why we don't look at the journey, and, and we just focus on the destination. So there's a lot of rich things that we can discuss today.
1: But let's talk about, uh, and let's give everybody, if you could, from your perspective, because I know you must see this a lot in your day to day. And what do I mean by that is um, sometimes we see in ourselves and especially in others that you either get the whole enchilada or you don't, or you walk away. You either want this and you're not going to be happy unless every little aspect of it is delivered, all, all, it's all, not partial, not, oh, something better, right? Mm -hmm. What have you bumped up against recently to talk to us about all or nothing?
0: Well, what what I've been thinking about this idea for me is the idea of appreciating the journey and how all or nothing thinking keeps us from doing that and how most of us, if you think about goals that you have, a lot of people can list their goals. And more often than not, if you say, or you would- or you know, how are you doing on your goals? People talk about what they don't do or what they haven't achieved versus what they have. And there's a lot of us focusing. I equate this with like, if I give you a compliment and say, Hey, Dr. Pat, you're looking great today. The first thing you might do is say, well, did you notice there's a stain here? And this isn't quite right here. And this is a thrift store. So I don't know like, we tend to say what's everything that's wrong instead of just taking the compliment and be like, thank you right? And that's kind of what we do with goals in our lives too. Like I have this goal, but I haven't reached it yet. So then I am I'm not, well, did you notice that I haven't finished this set or done that, or this didn't work out the way I thought we tend to do that to ourselves. And so when we do that, it creates, I feel like a weight that makes it hard to continue the journey, but we have to, we are responsible for that. Our mindset is responsible for that. And when I think about like, recently I had a, a friend of mine was saying, I've, that she had been considering herself failing in her exercise. She was like, I was going to exercise, you know, an hour, um, three days a week and do that. And then she's like, but I failed every day. I failed because my goal was like not doable. And we were talking about what it would look like to break that up. So she could find some level of success and take the weight of her goal and keep it from impeding her instead of like helping her start her journey. And what was inspiring about the conversation is like, how much is realistic for you is 20 minutes is 10 is five like what's, let's be realistic on the greater journey to get to an hour three days a week. And also, sometimes our goals are so arbitrary, like who said that has to be a goal, or like what I think, especially like, if you exercise (laughs) and you felt like pretty good about dancing in your living room, but you didn't climb a 14er, then it doesn't count. Right. Then that, like, if we don't like, well,
1: that's so true. That
0: whole idea of like, well, I didn't really exercise because I didn't go to a class. I walked around my block or I planted in my garden or I danced in my living room. doesn't count because you, it wasn't super hard. Right. And then again, we discount, did you move your body in a way that felt good? Right. And so back to my friend, the idea of like, what can you do versus what can't you do? And do you have to give up your whole goal because you can't figure out how to get there? Could you just start with what's doable? And when we talked about that, what was so cool about her, she said, I can do 20 minutes. No problem. That would be like nothing. And I was like, are you sure? Cause you should make it so easy that you feel like you could actually achieve it. She's like 20 minutes. Got it. And what led from that is 20 minutes in the morning, she jumped on her treadmill and she feels like that. I did it. And that built some great kind of confidence for her. So then at lunch, she felt inspired to do 20 more minutes. And at the end of her day, she felt inspired again yeah. to do 20 more minutes. And pretty, pretty soon the hour like worked because she worked it for her. And I loved just going through that process with her a bit because the focus of it is what can you do instead of what can't. Yeah. And in order to get better, you have to get started. So. Yeah. What does it mean to get started?
1: I love this because we all set goals for something. Um, you know, if you ever watch people that play a sport, especially youngsters, right? Um, I've gotten the opportunity to coach y- young, young people, right? I mean, I'm talking like seven, eight, nine, right? A little older for the women in softball, the young, young, young kids in softball. But when you coach them, you know that in their heart they have the Olympics on their mind, a lot of them, not everybody. Mm -hmm. And they know they're not going to be at the Olympics tomorrow. And so there has to be a way where we could see ourselves getting to the big enchilada.
0: Oh, I think that drive and motivation can be so helpful. As long as you don't hold it out as like, if you don't do this, then you're nothing. Like if, if it's moving you towards a goal that feels exciting and hopeful and great. But part, part of me wonders too, like if you, if you have a goal and then you don't make it, would you still say I'm glad I'm on the journey? Cause to me, that's a question you have to, what if like for the people that come in second, Were they still glad they trained that hard or third or fourth because they just got to show up at the Olympics, right? So part of the time we have to ask, what's our motivation for the goal? And would we, are we okay being on the journey? Because I think sometimes when we get the thing we want, sometimes it doesn't even feel as good as you think it would feel right. If And if you don't enjoy the journey, like once Mm. you get the prize and you're holding your hand, then you say, what's next. And a lot of us don't say, yeah, Look at me. I'm so proud of it. Or, or we do this thing. Well, it was luck. I just got lucky or somebody, you know, what I'm trying to think of a different example. I, I would tell you,
1: I was just talking to, I was just talking to a gentleman um, I, on exactly that we were just talking because he is somebody that really wants to really build out, build his own channel with us. And i a very successful person. And I asked him, you know, what is his vision? What does he see as success? And he had the perfect answer he says, this is my answer. Success doesn't matter what it is, is progressive. Mm. You know, it's this place where you keep your eye on a target. And then somewhere along the way, you may achieve that. But as you're on the journey, what happens if your view grows and expands? Because if you're an all or nothing person, then you're fixed. You're all nine times out of 10 is fixed." I want to win this, or I want this job. And then you get the job. And when we do all or nothing, what if you could see that there are steps along the way? Maybe that's not the exact job you wanted. But if we're not in a place where we see the incremental bonuses that this plus this plus this plus this We're disappointed almost every time we turn around.
0: Yes, but the interesting thing is in life, most of us, if you think about goals that you've had and you've actually met, if when you ask people, very rarely is it a linear line, like I had a goal, I had a plan, and then I achieved it. I took my steps and I achieved it. Very rarely will people say that. They'll say, well, I had this goal and then I tried this and this didn't work. So I did that. And then this happened. I didn't expect that to happen. So I had a detour. And then I spent a lot of time doing this until I realized I need to do this. And securitously, they do get to the goal, but very rarely is it a linear path that's very like, oh, I just landed and it happened. You know, I don't know many people that it works that way. And when we think about being resilient and showing up to life, a lot of times it's our ability to say, wow, I didn't expect that to happen or, or I had to face my fears in order to make this happen or learn a new skill to do this. So that's part of the circuitous road that eventually might get us to our goal. But I mean, think about in your own life, if, if you think about goals that you've had and achieved. Has it been linear or has it been circuitous? When I ask myself that question, it's been totally circuitous, even if I met the goal. But sometimes I forget in the moment when I'm on a new goal and I want it to just be very straightforward. (laughs) Like, why can't I just, you know, so that's the remembering. Remembering part that I think is very helpful and valuable. Remembering, looking at your past, seeing how you've overcome obstacles, remembering the bigger vision for the growth of your goal. Right? Like if you if you didn't achieve it, is it still worth the journey? Wow.
1: Wow. That's wow. Vision. Well, is it for you?
0: Well, here's what's interesting for me, because uh, I've been thinking about my uh, experience as a professional speaker. And I was thinking about the journey of uh, calling myself that, and then what it means to show up as that, and and the journey. Well, I, I distinctly remember one time I came home and I told my husband Joe. I said I had just come from a really exciting gig, and I said, "Oh, Joe, I think one day my dream of becoming a professional speaker—I mean, it could happen one day. It could." And he looked at me and he said, "Carrie, have you been speaking to other organizations in the past?" I'm like, "Yes." He goes, "Has it? Has it?" And exciting it's like oh absolutely he goes and and did you just come home from a gig and i'm like obviously he goes do you have future gigs yes i'm like why are you talking it goes do they pay you i'm like yes and, he goes, and then he's like <laughs> he's waiting for me and i'm like <sighs> he's like so what would it mean for you to call yourself that because oh, in my mind means- saying i'm a professional speaker meant like I have an agent, and I'm international, and I have a website, or I have all these things, whatever I thought I needed, whatever magical thing I thought I needed. Oh, yeah, I wasn't allowing myself to even see and call myself what I was until until he really had that conversation. And like, can you call yourself something? Can you say you're successful? Like, I hope to keep growing in this career forever. Like, I love it so much. And when I look back to where I started. Sometimes I, I keep my um, original PowerPoint presentation on my hard drive, on my laptop, sorry. so And I pull it up and I cringe. I can't even barely look, it's so horrible. It's just, the visuals are bad. Ah. And then, but then you know what I do? Every time I, I cringe and then I thank the person for being brave enough to create that very first presentation so that I could do the next one. And then I think the next person in my and me who did that, because then I could do the next one. And then that person hired a graphic designer. So her slides weren't bad. And then that person got more confident speaking. And when I see my journey, I'm allowed to say I'm a professional speaker because I'm on that journey. And I already have achieved goals along the way. But that kind of idea of success, and when you call yourself a success, or when you when you can say, I'm proud of what I've done. And I can't wait to do more rather yeah. than, well, one day when I do this, then I'll be proud. Or one day when I do this, I'll be successful. That's the whole mentality. I think that really keeps us limited and yeah. stuck and also weighed down because we can't even feel happy for ourselves that look what I've done. Like I'm pretty proud. And that would be the equivalent of someone who's won a losing a hundred pound journey and they lose the first two pounds and they say, well, only two pounds. I'm like, well, don't you need to lose two to lose three to lose four to lose five? Like, don't you need to start to get better? Like, doesn't the, don't those two pounds count just as much as the 89th pound? Because you got to get on the journey. Yeah. So that's my equivalent. That's how I think. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I, let me just piggyback off that. And then we'll take a short break and come back and talk about, you know, what we get confused about. But, you know, it's interesting because there was something I learned when I got sick. And I'm a little nasal today. I'm coming out. I'm coming out the end of a little thing. But there's something I learned. And I learned it because when I got sick, I went on a gazillion spiritual. Honestly, I didn't know what else to do. And one of the things that I realized, and my mentor said to me, you are keeping gratitude hostage. What? She said, Yeah, you're like gratitude and waiting. I said, What? When we come back, we're gonna talk about what the bleep did she mean. (laughs) Because when I got this, I realized I was in the all or nothing. And the universe, mm, it can't stand when you don't thank it for stuff all right we're gonna take a short break right all right how do people find out about you Carrie? give them your website and when we come back confusion confusion confusion
0: all right you set us up really well for after the break dr pat
1: all right all those topics yep let's take a short break when we come back are you confused do you know your worth Carrie knutson i'm dr pat get ready get big out loud we'll be right back Your own innate brilliance already lives inside of you. Come discover it so you can shine brightly in this world. Join me, your host, Adrian Cobb, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern during Wild Magic on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get answers to who you are and where you belong. To learn more about me and the show, visit MyWildMagic.com. Again, that's
0: MyWildMagic.com. Are you having difficulty feeling at home in your own home? Join Annette Rigolo and Dr. Pat in enlightened environments optimizing from the outside in as they present a deep dive into the various vibrations of the earth along with man-made energies that impact our lives. Using the diamond dousing method, we will utilize specific vibrations to elevate our own homes to support us and expand us with their energy. Join us every third Wednesday at 1030 a.m. Pacific Time to make your home home. Do you get
1: stuck in that someday attitude, living the same day over and over again with no action? The Becoming You Show, big ideas that inspire, impact, and influence your life with Leah Rowling is for you. Tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Central on TransformationTalkRadio.com.
0: This show will have you feeling inspired to take action with purpose and intention. For more information and to get in touch with me, visit www.leahrowling.com.
1: What could you achieve if you knew someone was going to ask about your progress every week? Accountability matters. Small corrections and check-ins with your goals can lead to big results in your business without you feeling overwhelmed. Success Magnified Owner Mary Gall provides entrepreneurs a system of goal setting and accountability to create clarity about where you are now, your future direction, and the most effective way to get there. Book your free call at successmagnified.com today. Take control over your future. I'm Lisa Belts, and I'm here to help you realize your true potential and become unshakable. Schedule a completely free introductory coaching session with me now to see for yourself how I work. Get the divine guidance that you need to transform your life for the better. Go to lisabeltz.com and take that step towards transformation. That's L Y-S-A-B-E-L-T-Z.com. Day-to-day living can be difficult in our world today. Most of us don't know how to live a peaceful, joy-filled existence. Learn how to break through these barriers and live a transformative life on Love and Light with Me, Dr. Lisa. Every day living in peace, every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To work with Dr. Lisa, visit EducationThroughEngagement.com.
0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to Get Big Out Loud with me, Carrie Knudsen, and the wonderful Dr. Pat. We are talking today about all or nothing thinking and ways we can start to really become aware of that and how to shift some of our thoughts so that we don't get stuck. Um, If you want to find out more about me and the work I do, my name is Carrie Knutson, I'm at Knutson Speaks, and that's my hub for talking about presentations, coaching, my one-woman show, which will hopefully be coming back this fall, which I'm excited about, and um, opportunities to engage with me. You can be on any social media channel or at KnutsonSpeaks.com. All right, Dr. Pat, Tell yeah. us about your weird, yeah. deep, insightful moment.
1: Well, this is a show about all or nothing. And when we are so rigid about all or nothing, we, we don't stop to smell the roses because we're not done planting the whole garden. See, our roses are growing, but we don't stop to smell the roses because we're not finished with the whole garden, right? Mm-hmm. And so what happens is we withhold gratitude we hold gratitude hostage. Because if you're in human doing, you could be grateful and still be in human doing. But if you're really in human being, then this idea of appreciation, gratitude for where you are, and what you're doing, and what's in front of you, it is more powerful than love potion. Mm. Right? It is more powerful than the words. And I learned two things from my mentor, especially when she said that I was holding gratitude hostage because we do this, you know, you know where we've heard it in work, right? How often do we hear it in work in school? Can we now pick on work and school for a minute? Sure. I was really fortunate to have a great friend, colleague, committee chair in my doctoral program. I wouldn't have made it, but she was rough. I remember my first five months and she gave me back my first proposal. I couldn't even see what I typed. There was so much red and I got so furious about it. And then I brought it home and my friend said, you should be grateful. None of my faculty would ever give me this much feedback. Just make the changes. So what I learned is not just there, but there was another student that got angry and wouldn't make her changes and ultimately got an F in her main course. Mm. But why do we withhold? Right. I mean, you know, this in school, do you have to get an A to get an, you know, kudo? Do we give kudos for C's?
0: Well, and this is an education, especially, I think, especially because I work in a school part-time, I feel like what's so interesting is we don't measure progress, like for some kids, them going from here to here is the most amazing amount of progress, rather than, oh, did you get an A? Like some kids getting a D getting a C, some kids showing up every day, some kids being able to like turn in homework, some kids organizing, like everybody's so different. And if we again judge by this end all be all the number, the letter, the, the, the doing it in this exact way that everyone else is, you miss out on your individual opportunity to help people shine because sometimes the measure of success is so small when you compare it to what other people do. But for that person, it's, it's, it's a huge leap. And that's what gets missed sometimes when we don't appreciate the different levels of success we can have. We don't individualize it for us because a lot of times we are, I think, trained in a bit to like compare ourselves of like, how is she doing? What are they doing? What does this look like? What is the end goal? And when we compare, I feel like we always Lose, uh, there's a great quote, comparison is a thief of joy. But I also think comparison is the thief of self actualization, of happiness, of feeling what you want to feel, of living your own life the way you need to, of feeling success on your own terms. Like it's funny, I'm just thinking about this. This is a random story, but one day we were driving through this neighborhood to drop my daughter off at a play date. And I had no idea, um I hadn't seen these people's homes before, and we were driving, and it was a huge mansion. And I was like, Oh my God. And my daughter looks at me, she goes, Mom, are we poor? <laughs> and I said, Well, yes, in some to some people, we would definitely be poor. And to other people, we're rich beyond measure. So when you think about that, like if you're gonna compare our housing size or where we live or our address, then 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 you can make that comparison. But it was hilarious because we both looked at this house. We had no idea that lived in a mansion. And the way she was like, Mom. A report like the realization just came, and the, how, I was, how I was saying, Well, if you compare, we could go both ways, right? And I've never felt poor. I love my house. I, I love the size of it. I love where it is. I love everything about it. But that moment made me think about comparison. And if I lived in the world that, like, well, will only be successful if I have that house or that address or those shoes or that bag or that car, or whatever material thing, you're always going to lose at some level because you can't appreciate what you have in the moment. And that kind of comparison thinking and not being grateful for what you have is it's really hard to get keep moving yeah. on your journey.
1: I know mean, we measure everything, though. Let's just talk about this for a hot second. You know, over the weekend, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness came out at the box office. It is a Marvel, part of the Marvel universe. It is, was one of the most anticipated superhero kind of dealing majiggies. And what's interesting about it is we rate everything like the Rotten Tomato people, the to, uh, tomatoometer, meter, uh, they rate it. And what will happen is if your deal gets rated by an organization like that, there's always the question mark, will you go to see it anyway? Now, the good news is it got a 75%, but the audience is like 87%. But how do we measure this? How do we know if Dr. Strange is going to have a future is it all or nothing or progressive see when you make these films they are progressive they have progressive movement they know 10 years prior what the whole Marvel lineup and universe is going to be until they kill one of the heroes off that's an industry that counts on incremental successes to know if they can implement the next step. But we're so hard on ourselves here. You know, I I mean, the bottom line is we still have COVID. And I think that thing just almost got 300 million for the weekend. But what does this mean for us? If we could be grateful for just hearing something today that will get Mm -hmm. us to think something from this show, even if you and I don't provide people with the end all be all. But something that we've said today, something you've said today, because you can't develop children in a school environment if you're judging them on end games every day, the end game every day. I got a deed today. Oh, okay, you're done. No,
0: yeah, that's that's the whole point. I feel like that's why I love education so much is because we, we hope you hold out hope. Right. And you realize the journey is more than the destination for these kids. And you hold out a lot of times that developmentally and us as adults, too. We progress over time. We learn things. We adapt. We shift. Sometimes we need time to do that. And if we're always measuring success by like, I think a lot of us like how many things did I check off my to do list? Right and how many or a kid could say what my grades are in this moment or how many how much weight have I lost or how clean is whatever or whatever you think you're supposed to do (laughs) all the things that you need and and instead of being like did I make progress today that was worth it for me like knowing that some things take longer or is also my whole idea around doing and being is my worth really wrapped up in my achievement in my doing because sometimes we don't stop to think is my worth. Just Am I worthy just because I showed up? Do I have to prove it? Do I have to show it? Do I have to achieve it? And the answer, I think, is no. But we live in a culture where it feels like that push is always there. And that's why I even wanted to talk about this because I'm feeling that that push sometimes. And I have to really reset my thinking to my worth has nothing to do with my work my to-do list, my achievements, uh, how many gigs I get this month, my bank account, um, where I live, like all that stuff. You have to really be like, I'm inherently worthy because I showed up. I'm here. And from that place, I feel like we can make so much more progress with what's right with us and our worthiness than what's wrong with us and what we haven't done yet. Or I only did three things instead of five or whatever, whatever is going to block you. And again, I feel like that's that weight of like, well, I might as well just give up because if I haven't done it all, then I haven't done anything. And the truth is most of us have done a lot if you've just even reflected for a hot second and looked back and be like, what have you you accomplished? Even if you looked at the last week, the last month or the last year and thought to yourself, I am changing, I am shifting. Look what I have done instead of what I haven't. There's a lot of opportunity with reflection to build up that confidence that you need to go forward rather than to stop or give up or say I failed.
1: And you know, if you're in a business and you're in what you do, there is a lot of opportunity not to really stop like you said and look you know the other day jessica did a meeting with a few of us and showed uh, showed us the video player our live streaming video player right that you you all will hear about so you all have widgets on your site and the widgets on your site are audio now there'll be video and i i have to apologize to jessica because i think it was an amazing accomplishment to have that developed, but our, our focus is on the bigger launch. And you, if you don't take time to really stop and appreciate that miracle, right? And all of us, we just had the meeting as if ho-hum, mm. but that's the way we go through our lives. We don't take a moment of appreciation. I would love to talk to you when you when we come back, Carrie, about here we are, right? We can judge ourselves so easily, but the one thing that we really struggle with that I would love for you to talk about is self-care. Because even in the middle of all or nothing, this is the one area where you can be so progressive. And not beat yourself up. Oh, my God. I didn't go get my nails done. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. When we come back, we're going to talk to Carrie about, are you in the all or nothing energy? And how how's that working for you? Carrie Knudsen, we'll be right back. Benny, take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Did you know that when we talk about the Earth's ecosystems, the most important ecosystem has been left out? You, we created the ecosystem approach to recapture human potential.
0: Find us at theecosystemapproach.org.
1: Join us every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific time and 4 p.m. Eastern time for the Ecosystem Approach Show with Jason and Patricia on Transformation Talk Tune in to the hit show, Us.
0: Critical Conversations on the Challenges of Our Time with me, Dr. Krista Lee Crane on TransformationTalkRadio.com every fourth Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific. Listen while we focus on the intersections of truth and justice as we learn how to coexist, pushing our social transformation to the next level. Become true stewards of the justice that is needed in our world. Learn more at PreventionAgenda.org. That's PreventionAgenda.org.
1: Are you curious about who the Holy Spirit is or whether or not the Holy Spirit is real and even more so how to connect with an invisible God on a deeper level? Join me, Dr. Lisa Kohut, on Making the Holy Spirit Famous every second and fourth Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific and 4 p.m. Central Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com to begin that relationship, to begin to deepen your relationship with the Holy Spirit. To work with me, go to HolySpiritCoach.com.
0: See you soon. That's drkathyobear.com. Parenting isn't about perfection. I think we all know that. Parenting is about being present and honest, having compassion for your child and for yourself, communicating consciously and loving unconditionally. Tune in to The Awakened Parent Project with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday at noon Pacific on transformationtalkradio.com. Learn to be an empowered parent through the techniques of the conscious parenting community. To learn more about Susan, visit susandolci.com.
1: Are you ready to experience full body system wellness? Tune in to the Empower Me Show with Pam Bright, a spiritual toolbox for your life. Embrace the fullness of who you are as a spiritual being, having a human experience. Pam Bright is a multidimensional healer, light language channel, energy intuitive, and spiritual transformation coach. Join her for a rich conversation about how to unlock all your spiritual gifts on Transformation Talk Radio.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Get Big Out Loud with me, Carrie Knutson, and Dr. Pat, where we are talking about the subject of all or nothing thinking and how to switch our mindsets to create some space in there to what we would do besides all or nothing and celebrating some successes along the way.
1: Okay we got to get to the big enchilada. Okay. Self-care. Um, you know, it's hard to even define it now because it's very subjective. What self-care means to me is not the same to you. Right. Yeah. But it's one of the hardest things for us to do period. Isn't it?
0: Yes. Well, I think the the self-care is such a hot button topic because I think no matter what you say, the the subtitle for self-care, it'd be self-care, you're doing it wrong. That's what it would be because it feels like such a judgment. First of all, when you even say self-care, you could get like the eye roll, like must be nice. The rest of us have to work for a living, right? Or must be nice to have enough money to do that. Or like, who do you think you are that you need that? Or being judgy about self-care, like your self-care is not as good as mine or you needing uh to go on a trip and me liking my bubble bath is like, somehow we'll, we'll be judgy about that. Whatever, whatever it is. If you like aromatherapy and I don't, or you think like taking a nap is great. And I think it's a waste of time, like whatever we can judge so much about self-care. So it's, that's why it's such a hot button because again, we're all doing it wrong. (laughs) We should right, And then also it seems like self-care does not fit into our real life in our real budget and our real needs. So it seems like to me, self-care is this idea. You need to spend a lot of money. You need to go somewhere exotic. You need to have a special treatment done. You need to spend a lot of money you don't have. You need to do something like that's big. And it almost feels like the all or nothing. Like I need self-care because I'm at the end. I can't, I like when people say to me, they're like, I haven't taken any of my leave days. I could take three weeks off or a month off. But then, but why didn't you take any of your days? Like, why are you hoarding them? Like, like as a bad badge of pride, like, see, I didn't take any of my days when really they're there because we need them, but that's when, again an all or nothing. We get so burnt out, so stressed out, so done with it. Then we're like, oh, I got to get out of here. And then a lot of people too, you take a break, you become resentful and then the breaks over and you still go back and you haven't shifted anything. So then again, we need, we go back to the grind. Then we need a big break we deserve it there's this great um uh there's a show where someone on there was like treat yourself it's from park and rec and these people are talking about self-care and this one was like mimosas and like treat yourself you know (laughs) massages treat yourself and it's this whole treat yourself like you deserve it treat yourself and we do we should treat ourselves but what if we treated ourselves on the daily with things we can do with our real budget in our real time that match our real needs. So that if on one day I show up, I'm like, you know what? Today I need 10 minutes of just quiet time <laughs> to just like, Breathe a little bit and relax and not have to be running around. So I'm going to find that. Or I, I might need to call a friend because today I'm feeling like I need to connect. Or another day I need just to have pure pleasure. So I'm going to like, you know, put Epsom salts in my bath and some smelling, like whatever, aromatherapy. And then maybe that feels good. But, but I feel like we, we can't be all or nothing in self-care. And instead, I feel like what if we could parcel it out on the daily so that we could get our needs met? With whatever's going on for us that day and we could have this idea of like you know maybe one day self-care feels for me like yeah i'm gonna go to that yoga class that i've been thinking about but another day it's just sitting in a park for a few minutes or maybe it's buying like this really delicious prosciutto sandwich that i've been thinking about from the deli down the street I've been thinking about that thing. I'm like, why don't I just go buy my prosciutto sandwich, right? And just enjoy it because it's kind of out of my way and I don't have time. But I'm like, that would bring me a lot of joy to sit under a bench and eat my prosciutto sandwich and like, just enjoy, enjoy that. And so that's what I feel like with self-care subjects, you're doing it wrong. If, if we thought about it as an all or nothing, that that's where I think self-care just falls apart. And we were talking before about like stress you the stress that we have just by living our daily lives has to be mitigated somehow. Yeah. And that idea of do you deserve self-care? Do you need self-care? Are you worthy of, of that? The answer is totally yes. But look at when we say, like, well, I haven't done enough to take a break yet. I um, well, it's not that bad. Or um, look what other people do. Then they're not, they don't seem stressed out. Why am I? Like the comparison the judginess that I haven't stressed myself out enough yet or done enough to deserve it to, because when, then I'll finally deserve it when I do this, this, and this, and see how that mindset, where did those rules come from? Like who magically made them up? And so yeah. that's why I love this idea of self-care real life, real budget, real you.
1: And, you know, can I talk about this and ask your opinion about this because there's the self-care and then there's the other care and often we do all or nothing other care and so here we have self care and other care meaning i care for others i go to work i have a family i do this i cut the grass right other care and self care and so on the one hand other care becomes an all or nothing and what i mean by that is if we could just spill over a little the other of the other care like sprinkle the self care Mm-hmm. A little bit of the other care being that creates our harmony. And see, that's, I think what we're talking about when we get into this other, I, other care is my big category for work, other people, mm-hmm. other things, maintenance, what you need oh, to do yeah. get- by the time that's done with an all or nothing attitude, you have got nothing left No, every and- day.
0: Every day. And this is the this is our mindset though. We, when we say, I can't take care of others while caring for myself. We make a statement that sounds very true, right? I just can't. I can't take care of the, I can't take care of myself while I'm caring for other people or doing the other care. And that is a denial that really keeps us stuck. And then how long do we really think we can continue to live our lives that way without some point needing to reflect on ourselves? And that whole piece of why don't we deserve like, why can't we put everyone else first and do, the, do all the things and check all the boxes and do our other care? And then we're supposed to be depleted. And I feel like our the idea around self-care is when we think about our capacity to deal with things in our lives, building our capacity, building that up, shoring it up, feeling confident, showing up rested, thoughtful, happy, joyful, reflective, whatever it is we need to build that capacity to deal with whatever life is throwing at us, that's the part of self-care that shores up our capacity. Because this is, I think people confuse two things. We confuse capability and capacity. A lot of times we have like if you think of yourself as a gallon jug and you fill it up (laughs) with a gallons worth of worth of liquid and then you keep pouring the capacity has been met it doesn't mean it's suddenly it's incapable it was capable before its capacity got met now it's it's like that whole idea of we confuse well i'm just not good enough i can't do it but maybe you have we say we don't have the bandwidth right and i think that's we don't have the capacity And we lose our capability because our capacity has been maxed. So how do you shore up that capacity, right? And how do you do self-care to like lessen the load or make it bigger, figure stuff out so you can hold what you need to hold. So that's something I think with self-care too, You can care for yourself by caring for others, and you should, because you want to play the long game, right? You want to do the things you love with the people you love, and you want to continue to serve. So it's a no-win game if you're like, oh, I'll pick up myself later. I'll figure that out. You deserve. It's about deservability and worthiness, and I think part of owning the all-or-nothing thinking is stopping in the middle. There's a lot of questions around your worth and deservability that live right there in the middle.
1: They do live there in the middle. And, you know, part of living in the middle is how can we help people today take a look right at what this means to pull back from the all or nothing, you see, because when we're in the middle of that, we don't even see we're in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. And there is a sign of perfectionism, but it really goes beyond that. You know, this all or nothing idea is about it's about self worth that if I don't get it all done, somehow I'm less than, right?
0: Yes. Yes. And then again, we're comparing ourselves to others, but even comparing ourselves to the idea of who we thought we were going to be when we set the goal. And that's why it's easy to be like, I'm going to do this big goal for money or weight or achievement or whatever. And then you don't think about the tinier steps it's going to take to get there or why you set the goal in the first place. Is it because everyone else is doing it? Is it because it's what you thought you were supposed to have or want in this life? Or is it because of pressure of other people? Like we don't stop in those moments, is the goal worthy of our energy? Also, sometimes we have goals and we're like, you know what, I'm kind of done with that goal. (laughs) Like, is it okay to let something go? Or is it okay to be like, I did reasonably good at that and I'm gonna be proud for where I ended up. That no longer drives me and and motivates me, so I'm gonna shift. Like, I think there has to be some permission along the way when you evaluate those things to say, why did I pick this goal? What does it mean to me? And then ownership of that, without the comparison right i'm doing the best i can with what i have right now and for me maybe i made this much progress compared to everyone else but man maybe this project progress was huge because what i learned or how i showed up for myself or what i did and then taking the time to be proud or happy or or feel like you can acknowledge that acknowledge what's right instead of what's wrong that helps give you energy to make the next bit of progress And then next, because sometimes we don't show up with the motivation that we started with, right? And sometimes we don't, we don't, we forget our why, or if it's not a strong enough compelling reason, it's easy to give up. And so all those things playing together to find in the middle of between all or nothing, the middle is more about worthiness, about realisticness, if that's a word, being realistic and about holding yourself in a space where you can say, I'm, I know I know who I am. I know why I'm doing this. I'm, I can be proud of myself along the journey and I'm not going to compare myself to others or get into this. I failed because I didn't do this. Maybe I'm on the journey, right? Maybe I'm just on the journey and that, that keeping that close to us, I think can help us as we move on. It keeps us from giving up or saying I failed or yeah, I don't even have to try.
1: Yeah, it actually gives us when you think about it in the middle, let's stay with what you're saying about in the middle. I love that. When you think about that, if you look at it on a sliding scale, like the volume on your computer that you're listening to, and you put you put that little thing in the middle, what does it give you? Here's what it gives you. Because all or nothing, all is all the way over and it's at its loudest. Nothing is, it's muted. Mm -hmm. when you are either at one end or the other end of continuum, you only have one choice and that is either to go backwards or to go forwards. When you're in the middle, you have the ability to fluctuate to the right or fluctuate to the left. See, you have more choice points, Mm -hmm. right? And you may not think this is, is, is a big thing, but if you're going to only give me one choice, And I have the ability to have two. If you're only going to tell me to go left instead of you can go right or left, that's what we're saying about this. We're saying all or nothing only gives you one option,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: all or nothing. It doesn't give you any part of a progressive continuum of choices. That's really what we're talking about. We're talking about this thing in the middle that allows us multiple way to choose and then to change our choice.
0: Yes, to choose and then choose again. And most people when when faced with a choice, they they can feel like, okay, now I have some options, right? And now if you're coming from a place of your own worthiness, you can look at the choices based on your needs. And I love your description of the, the volume because having it's like some songs you want to like turn way up and sometimes you want to turn it down. And sometimes that ability to fine tune really helps us with reaching where, like, have you ever thought, I thought I wanted something and I got something else but this is actually better than what I got oh. what I thought I wanted like you know to me oh, yeah
1: my career yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the best response do you know what I'm talking about yeah, my yeah career. like
1: what I do every day right, right. I, I could have never planned this but if I'd have been all or nothing I wouldn't have
0: even seen this door open right and that's when we, I think opportunities that we have and realizing that the, the quality of our human experience is based on having an experience, not reaching some predetermined goal. It's the experience when people look back and when they're on their deathbeds, no one's like, I wish I would have strived more to, they're remembering the things that they did. They are remembering their experiences, their memories, the people, the love, like it's, it's like,
1: an all or i had an all or nothing moment that cost me a lot of money over the weekend okay tell us i watched the kentucky Derby, and the minute i heard the story about rich strike this horse that 30 seconds before the deadline another horse canceled and i looked at that horse and I was getting ready to place a bet, right? And I was agonizing of the all or nothing space. How much should I place a bet? And then what happened was I got a phone call. I never made that bet. Now, why didn't I make the bet? Because I was agonizing over what to do as opposed to make any bet. That horse won. At 80 to nothing, I was getting ready to put $100 down on a horse that paid $163 on a $2 bet. And I thought about that in preparing for the show today. See, why couldn't I have made a bet with multiple options, right? I wasn't going to pick another horse. I would have probably partnered... But I heard that story. And when I told Linda that, I'm not even going to tell you what Linda said.
0: (laughs) You should, because she's got such a great snappy comeback, I'm sure. But
1: but you see, it's one of those moments where my indecision of all or nothing thinking around a bet. I either go all in or I don't. And I didn't have to. I could have settled. I could have not settled, but I could have chosen in the middle. And then I got distracted. And then the bell went off and the horse won the race. It was like 90 to one or something. But I knew when I heard the story that that was a spirit driven choice. 30 seconds before the deadline, 80 to one. Thank you, Benny. Hundred and sixty three dollars on a two dollar bet. But how often do we go through our lives and do that every day, though? All or nothing. How often?
0: Yes, and that's my right? beautiful point of even talking about it, bringing some awareness. And instead of berating yourself, right? You've the beautiful examples. Like, look what I just did there, right? Look what I just did there. That's how this played out for me. What opportunity would I have next time to shift my thinking so that my behaviors and my actions follow along? So that when I shift that whole all or nothing or indecisiveness or um, I can't, I can't dualistic thinking, whatever you want to call it all of the invitation today is, what if you could bring some awareness to it, right? So that you notice that's right goes up for you. And instead of judging yourself, I'm always like, oh, look what I just did. Okay, that doesn't serve me, I'm changing. So I'm gonna think about that differently, right? And using examples from your own life is so powerful because you can notice that and then you can make shifts once you become aware of it. And that's a perfect example.
1: Well, now let me leave you with this. Thank you for today. Please, let's take a moment. And have people um, know how to contact you. Because when the race was over, I actually thought I placed the bet. Shocking. How do people find out about you, (laughs) I bet you
0: wished you placed that bet. (laughs) I thought I did place
1: it. That was so bizarre to find out I didn't. I mean thank you for today yes. uh, how do people work with you how do they find out about sure. you
0: you go to knutson speaks that's k-n-u-t-s-o-n speaks.com and you can find information about my presenting my coaching i coach people who want to help work on just um regular kind of skills around emotional intelligence and i also coach people who want to be better public speakers which is very fun you have been listening to get big out loud radio where we explore the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com.